When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, but not only that, it's President's Day, the day where we take a job that we just don't talk about enough here in the United States and finally shine some light on it. Uh, Raj Geary, Justin Labar, how are you two doing this fine Monday holiday here in the U.S.? Good, 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 good. <laughs> I'm doing, I mean, it's a regular work day for me. And so like during the day, I had sent out a couple emails like to, you know, just some partners and stuff. I'm like, man, no one's replying. What, you know, what the hell is going on? And it took me a little bit to be like, oh yes, everybody else has the day off. I was the same way. <laughs> I, I, I was working too. And then I'm like, why, why is my mail not here yet? Why is this, you know, like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Let me tell you, there was a time uh, back in the day I used to work at a bank and you, if you got like every other Monday off when you work at the bank, it was a, a great time. I don't know why I don't still work there. I had every day off. It was great, but here we are <laughs> <laughs> working for Raj, who just makes us work every single Monday, no matter what, but not, not even Christmas. Not Christmas. So uh, something that's not working right now, uh, Raj, eh, we have to talk about it. Twitter, the wrestling, wrestling Inc. Twitter account. What's what's going on with that? Yeah. So over the weekend, Friday night, we got a notice from Twitter that uh, from the Olympic Committee saying from something from a representative from the Olympics saying uh, we were the, the exact violation was live live broadcast of the 2022 Beijing Games, which, and then, you know, they send a link to the tweet. It was something about Drew McIntyre. Had nothing to do with the Olympics. No Olympics media, 0%. Uh, and, and none of our tweets ever have had any media or anything from the Olympics. The only time we'd ever mention the Olympics is if, you know, Raw is on sci-fi, like Raw is on sci-fi due to the Olympics. But that's that's it. So we're dealing with Twitter. Um but for right now, we got a backup account that we've had for a long time. It's uh, Twitter. Uh, it's at Wrestling Inc. Com, Wrestling Inc. Com. And uh, yeah, please follow us there for now. I really appreciate it. And a, a, a ton of you have already done that. So we really appreciate it. And thanks. Yeah, everyone follow at Wrestling Inc. Com, Wrestling Inc. Com. And uh, maybe reshare it out there to your followers there so that everyone else can find out that the accounts suspended for now, but I have a feeling Raj and the massive lawyer team behind him is going to get that worked out one way or another. Um, let's talk before we get into this show, let's talk about a little bit of news that has been coming out and it wasn't Cody Rhodes, Raj. I was very disappointed. I thought Cody was debuting tonight. Spoiler alert, everyone no Cody, but some big news did happen. Uh, Bobby Lashley, uh, Anyone who watched the Elimination Chamber saw that he didn't even get to compete, and that's because he is apparently dealing with a shoulder injury. He's reportedly undergoing testing on his shoulder today. He's in Birmingham, Alabama, visiting with the WWE doctors, according to PW Insider. Uh, he's getting his shoulder checked out uh, at the Andrew Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. There's no word yet on what the doctors found, but we will keep you updated 
Uh, I've seen on Twitter people saying four months. I don't know what if if that's coming from anything, but uh, unfortunate timing for Bobby Lashley to get hurt right in WrestleMania season. It is. Um, you know, obviously, it's always, especially for a guy like Bobby, who's been, you know, the last couple of years um, you know, through the empty arena shows to, to now, he's been one of the guys that's carried the show and been a workhorse. So it sucks to miss out on a Mania payday when you work the other 11 months and some of the, the B premium live events. But uh, it's, it's kind of crazy when I watched Elimination Chamber and I watched the booking of it, this being, of course, before we found out he was, in fact, dealing with a shoulder injury, but that they booked him to be, you know, take that, you know, his pod got destroyed and he's in concussion protocol. I actually thought I was like, well, this is a really good booking because it kind of like just protects Bobby. If you if, if you know you want to get the title in Lesnar to do this title versus title thing, it's a nice way to protect Bobby, not just completely, you know, crap all over him by, you know, again, giving him an out that he really wasn't ever beat. Um, so it sucks to hear that it's it was fueled by a real injury, but at the same time, it's still, it, it is kind of good for his long-term career because when he, when he is healthy and comes back, you know, he can kind of, he has a case to make to go to get back in the title picture. And, and so he is getting his shoulder checked out today. So there is a chance that they say, you know, it's just a little jacked and you could just rehab it and you, you know, you'll be able to make the MSG match with Brock Lesnar. I think that's why they haven't fully canceled that Lesnar Lashley match at MSG. So there is a chance it's not looking like it. It's looking like a shoulder injury. If you go back and it, I remember while watching that. And it, so it looks like the injury happened in that Royal Rumble match with Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And uh, he hasn't wrestled since. So, and if you, if you remember during that match, uh, Lashley, he kind of landed on his shoulder and then the ne- next few Germans that he took, he was kind of awkwardly turning his body. So it's almost like he was trying to avoid landing on that shoulder. So I, I think that kind of explains it, but man, Lashley, I mean, he's a beast to be, you know, continue going to raw and traveling and, and, uh, even with that hurt shoulder. So yeah, hopefully Hopefully, if it is if it is going to require surgery, it'll probably be four months. But uh, you know, it's it's best to fix that as opposed to working hurt. Yeah, it does make that match with Brock Lesnar look a little different in hindsight. Now that you know what could have been happening uh, there, but uh, Robert Martinez in the chat says Raw's looking like the A show right now. Entertaining show beginning to end. Um, I'll get your guys' thoughts on that as we go through the show. But I I thought this was a great episode. Honestly, I thought it did a lot of good things. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, know if, I don't know if I go as high as great, but it's definitely things are definitely warming up, and obviously a lot of the <clears throat> rumors and speculation add to that. Uh, as, as again, we'll address kind of segment by segment. WWE is leaving; they, they are leaning into a lot of like, you know, offering you a lot of red herrings of, uh, you know, the Miz has a surprise and Edge is calling out even for a split second there. Damian Priest is call- like they're leaving a lot of room for anybody to show up at any time, which and maybe part of that is, again, just to kind of swerve or mess with the fans, which I have no problem with. It's, it's, it makes it entertaining. Uh, and maybe the other part of it is like they still are writing with pencil and they are leaving themselves creative openings of, you know, we think I mean, I think I know what Edge's match is, but maybe they're leaving themselves uh, an out if, if it's, you know, so uh, maybe they'll leave themselves an out if Bobby Lashley can't compete. They need to find somebody new to be Brock Lesnar's opponent at MSG. That might be a trickle-down effect. I mean, there's so many things in this crazy time that moves so fast in their mania season. But, yeah, it's definitely an entertaining show. And based upon all the rumor and speculation, most of that rumor and speculation probably is going to culminate on Raw. You know, I think the build for Mania is just going to focus on Fridays around Brock and Roman. And you only have two hours. That can that can do a lot. Uh, so I think a lot of the potential surprises and returns is going to be on Monday, which that, that bodes well for a show that needs to get some mojo back. Yeah, And, 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 I, not, and, and not Mojo Raleigh. 
<laughs> and I'd say for the Friday shows, also Ronda and Charlotte. So those are going to be yeah. the two big focus points for for SmackDown. You know, I agree. Uh, I thought uh, tonight's Raw was one of the better ones in a long time. Uh, I thought yeah. it moved pretty pretty well. There was no bad matches. Um, I mean, outside of you know the even the Reggie Dana Brooks stuff, it, it was what it was. But it, I didn't think it was the worst twenty four seven segment I saw. So uh, that's a high bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think Raw in general, I feel like over the past uh, few weeks, maybe even the last couple of months, I feel like it's been better than it has been uh, like most of last year. So I, I think it has improved some. Well, uh, best in the smokers world uh, asks anyone know why Veer hasn't came yet. From my experiences, he must be in a lot of pain right now. Great show, man. <laughs> Justin, what does he mean by that? <laughs> uh just just watch when you take your blue chew um <laughs> make sure you can get to the finish of the match um yeah i i, I tweeted earlier like we're in a world right now where it, is it possible that stone cold steve Austin comes out of retirement after 19 years and cody rhodes jumps shift from aew to wwe all before veer comes to raw it's or so all while he's still coming to raw i guess it's so weird to me. Just stop showing those videos till you're ready for him to come at this point. Like, we don't need to see him every single week, especially when he's on main event. Is he winning on main event? Is, I don't even know what the... You have to be. be. Yeah. I don't think he's lost a singles match yet. Okay. Because that'd be a very bad sign if he's losing on main event before... Right. No, he, he's it. basically beating T-Bar every week. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well and, here's the, and here's the underlining humor that none of us are talking about with this. Is that we all know subconsciously? We're, you know, this is I'm, I might be the first one's going to bring it to the surface and say this. We all know subconsciously what's so funny is not only is the length of time, months now, that they are doing these vignettes that he's coming. We all know subconsciously once he comes, they don't have a real good plan. They're, I, I, I guarantee you right now, he's it's not going to be Taker eight Taker Triple H from uh, February of 2011. It's not going to be Veer's coming next week and then Veer makes an entrance and then all of a sudden it gets. Uh, cut off by Cody Rhodes. It's not like this is going to turn into anything of importance or big or surprise. This is going to be Veer coming in. He's going to get the Ryback booking. He's going to beat a bunch of guys for a while. Uh, and then it's just, you know, we'll see how long that lasts on TV. Like, I like, I would bet money that that's what this is going to be. Probably at this point, it's Night After Mania. That's what, that's what I was thinking, too. It's probably going to be until Night After Mania, which is another six weeks. <laughs> would that make it the law? Because I think, uh, who was the one... Um... This Emelina. might be the long- Emelina, mm. that's right. That has the longest tease. This is that going to pass it after another six weeks? This has to be the longest tease ever. Gosh, how long was uh, Emelina? Someone in the chat will probably know, but that was like three months, right? It was, yeah. And was if this goes through the night after WrestleMania, this will I, this will probably beat that. I think they started the Veer promos like it was yeah. after the the uh, the draft, right? Like November, easily. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe October. Oh, well, good, good luck. <laughs> yeah. One thing I know about WWE is they're not good at holding on to something and waiting to use it. So if they had to have a plan for him, there's no way they're waiting until later to use it. So that does not, I'm not very confident on how this is going to play out, but uh, Andrew Ong in the chat says edge saying phenomenal and undeniable teasing AJ or Cody which is a bigger match for Edge? Raj, we'll start with you. Which one? Well, the bigger start? match would be Cody, just because he's coming in, you know, after, and, and you know, that's one of the most interesting 
it is the most interesting AEW departure so far. Um, so coming off of that, being an executive, being kind of, he was kind of the face of the company in some ways, in the sense that when it came to media, it was mostly him that was, that was out there. And mm -hmm. when they brought a celebrity in Shaq, Mike Tyson presented the TNT title to him. You know, he was kind of always in the, the midst of it. As soon as Sting came in, he was in the ring with Cody uh, for a promo segment. So as far as, you know, importance for a match, I think Cody, as far as, you know, uh, a great, great match, I, I lean towards AJ just because AJ versus Edge is just be, a, you know, just be one of the great WrestleMania matches, I think. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with either. I mean, to Roger's point, I mean, I've seen people, you know, that that think that Cody has ownership stake in AEW, and they're like, "What happened to his own?" Like, you know, like that's that's how much of a face that he was. Um, so you can't go wrong involving Cody in a match. But I, but kind of, I agree with Rod. I think, okay, so so okay, the big pop of Cody's, you know, just jump ship. He's back at WWE. Like, what's the story with he and Edge? Whereas, like, it's you know, I mean, like, yeah, they, I mean, they they did wrestle back in the days. I think of his dashing days, and but like, you know. I, I think with AJ, there's just a much more interesting story because, you know, AJ can certainly show, you know, he's baby faced. I think he's back to being baby faced. So he can, of course, show his respect to Edge, but he can basically say, look, you know, you were the guy, you were gone. I've been here. I'm the one now that's uh, whatever. And they can just kind of have a healthy respect. I think it's just, you know, whereas Cody can come in and we'll talk about it more. I think there's more interesting opponents for him that he can lean into with timeline of, of, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it's more interesting to have an AJ Edge match personally. Um, but yeah, I did like you know, to Andrew's point, um, Edge kind of you know tipping tipping to both of them and even Miz saying dashing and his his tease. It was good <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think Cody's the bigger name, the bigger draw for what this is. But AJ's when it comes to wrestling in the ring, AJ's that guy. I mean, I I think Cody's great in the ring, but AJ's like one in a lifetime. Him and like. Brian Danielson are like just different level. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, if, if you do, um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, if it's not AJ, well, yeah. Okay. never mind. Scratch well, that thought. <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about the WrestleMania card while we're, while we're here. Uh, obviously elimination chamber just happened. So some stuff is starting to shake out. We know it's going to be Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns title for title, assuming no one, uh, nothing happens at Madison square garden. We've, We've got the Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, but also some rumored matches uh, hanging out there. Uh, Justin, how are you feeling about the way this WrestleMania is stacking up? I mean, I feel two Mondays ago, I feel totally different. Uh, and even last Monday, last Monday at this time last week, we were, you know, the, the Stone Cold possibility was fresh off the press. So that was what dominated our conversation. And then we went to bed and we woke up and the Cody Rhodes stuff happened. Uh, but two Mondays ago when none of that was happening, I mean, I was really scratching my head just going, you know, they're going back. I mean, I've been to the Cowboy Stadium for Mania. You know, I've seen how big it is. They're going to do that now twice, back to back, and they don't have Undertaker, and they don't have the Rock in an advertised match. They probably don't have Cena. Like, I'm, like, two Mondays ago, I was like, what? This could be a huge flop. Like, what are they going to do? You know, outside of an Edge match, which is fine, and Brock and Roman, and, like, what are they going to do? Now I feel completely different now based upon, again, rumor and speculation that we're going to see come to, to come out to play. Um, this, I don't, this has the potential to be one of the most impactful business landscaping shifting manias. Uh, if we have retirements being broken and uh, 
again, people returning like Cody. So I, I, I'm very psyched. But again, it's all based on rumor and speculation. And we know in the wrestling business, nothing's official until it happens on TV. Yeah. And, you know, I had tweeted, I had tweeted this out over the weekend and man, some people, I mean, it just went nuts. People and so much, there's so much negativity. And uh, I was like, well, I, I can see. So uh, the other uh, matches, uh, Jack, you want to run through those real quick? The rumored and expected. Yeah. So we, we have, um, uh, let me pull that uh, back up here. So oh, we have I, the, I got, the, no, I, I got winner take all Brock versus Roman. Uh, Raw Women's Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Charlotte versus Ronda for SmackDown. The rumored are Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens, uh, Intercontinental Title Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville, uh, The Miz and Logan Paul versus Ray and Dominic. That was confirmed tonight, and Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Okay, so I could see, and again, this is not the complete card. This is just kind of what they've been doing the build uh, towards. And obviously, like we see, we saw tonight, there's going to be a lot more added. Looks like Edge, and I think it sounded like AJ, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I could see people not being <laughs> happy about Sammy versus Johnny Knoxville or the Logan Paul match and Drew McIntyre versus Corbin. But those top four, those are those are money matches. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, again, you put Edge versus AJ. You get a Cody match in there, and you know, Sasha Banks, maybe Sasha versus Bailey. I'm trying to think of who else would be uh, available. I mean, you know, these. I know you got a pretty deep card. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, you have the celebrity involvement, but you know, that that still brings in a different set of eyes. And WWE has done that forever. So, um, yeah, it's. I, I don't, you know, once you get deeper and deeper, we'll have to see. But just Austin being back alone, man, is just huge. And and Roman versus Brock, uh, say what you will, but that's going to be, uh, that's going to get a lot of interest. I think this is a great card. I'll be, I, I know some people don't like it. I think this is amazing. I know people say I, I love everything, but like, come, you're not going to get a bigger match than Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, title for title. I think Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair is something we've been waiting for since SummerSlam. Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey's great. Stone Cold is great, no matter who he faces. I mean, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville is going to be a, a fun, silly. I guarantee you, people are going to be like, this was fun and silly, and it was a good way to break up these big, serious matches. I think this is great. I mean, it's, I think this is exactly what a WrestleMania card should look like. I know some people will probably say, shouldn't someone come up from NXT? Shouldn't Braun Breaker beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and have some weird booking like that? But come on, this is. This is a WrestleMania card. This is what you want. I I think it's great. I love it. I know more is coming too, so yeah. I'm here for it. And and kind of to Ricky Zeldavar, how's it going, Ricky? Uh, asking what would be on the kickoff show that two nights. I I kind of think Drew versus Happy Corbin feels like kind of a kickoff match, you know. And some people will probably say that Drew deserves better, and you know I think he he could be a world title guy, but that spot's taken right now. So what do you, this, I think it's a good place for him, all things considered, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I think uh, he would probably prefer to be in the world title match, but you're not, you're not getting out of that. You know, you're not beating those two guys. So I don't know. I'm happy. Uh, Zachary in the chat says an appearance with bad bunny helping priest at WrestleMania. I think he's on tour. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, cause they've, I think he's on tour, so yeah. But I, I, I think they'll use Bad Bunny anytime they can. I mean, he, he's got a huge audience, and he clearly is a huge fan. And he's, you know, the little bit of training and <laughs> what he's done, he, uh, he never looks bad anytime they give him a chance to do offense. So uh, yeah, but I think he's on tour. 
Yeah, and hopefully, and we'll get into this here uh, when we're going through Raw, but hopefully Priest is a heel or turns heel at WrestleMania because this babyface run with how they, once they started doing him flipping out with that Jekyll and Hyde stuff, his popularity has just gone down. Now, I mean, he's getting mostly booed. Yeah. And the booking tonight with him was so confusing. That match was so confusing, which we'll get to. Yeah, It, it, was, it was definitely a, a confusing matchup, but what's not confusing is Manscaped and how it can help you. There's exciting news from our friends over at Manscaped. Just launched their fourth-generation performance package. The ultimate package includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0 Manscaped. The leaders in male grooming have done it again to make your grooming game next level. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new performance package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC20. Um, you get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC20 at manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough this past year. Treat them with the best tools for the job from Manscaped. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Justin, you're a believer in Manscaped. I'm a believer in Manscaped. Tell us about this 4.0. Yeah, it's it's the well, the, well, the lawnmower 4.0 is the like that's that's the leading tool in the entire package. I mean, it's got the advanced skin safe technology that really helps reduce any cuts, any accidents. <clears throat> Don't need to be you know blading yourself or anything. Uh, you know, it's waterproof. It's it's very easy to handle it's, it's great for the to travel with um it's got a you know led light on it that, that that's useful as you're maybe just at weird angles uh <laughs> manscaping um so no it's good but then the whole package like i mean they had the shaving kit they go you know they have the the lawnmower 4.0 but then they have other things that go beyond just you know trimming hairs they they it goes into actual grooming and just self-care there's the clone there's the the ball deodorant, there's a body wash, there's a shampoo. I mean, I mean, it, you, they really can take over your bathroom for the better. And I have all the products. I love it. I even love the, the boxers and the t-shirt. Both are very comfortable. So uh, there's nothing Manscaped put out that has not been a solid product. So I'm happy that we have them as partners and support of this podcast because I am thrilled to endorse it because it's a true ringing endorsement of, yes, this is what you should be using if you're a guy. Or ladies out there, because we have a ladies uh, uh, audience, tell your man. Yeah, give it, 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 it to your man. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be afraid to tell him to use the ball deodorizer. If he doesn't know he needs to use it, he needs to use it. Uh, Raj, come on. What's your what's your favorite? Hey, spring's coming. You want to get a you know you want to get you want to look your best. You want to start working out. Get, you know, get everything you know trim and uh, and just, yeah. and pretty. Good to go. You know, we have a lot of sponsors. Uh, but Manscaped is one of the few that all three of us use, you know, and we all, um, you know, we all swear by it. I, I use their travel case all the time, which, you know, comes with, you know, a, a nail filer and, and uh, tweezers and, and scissors and everything. And just everything they have, I, I use the body wash every day. Uh, everything they have is just quality. So uh, whether it's uh, the lawnmower or uh, the, uh, the the shampoo, the the body wash, uh, it's all quality products. Yeah, definitely a great idea to get as a gift or just get for yourself. Definitely do it. Make sure to head over to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code WINC20. 
almost got out, out of it before the music kicked back on but, <laughs> <laughs> but it looped uh mike in the chat says if lashley is cleared who does he face at wrestlemania uh justin i'll let you fantasy book that one I, that's a great question I, i'm almost at the point now where i uh i, I just I, I don't i don't buy him being I, I still buy him being able to be clear especially a shoulder injury you know shoulder especially for a guy like bobby who um very upper body based offense i mean he uses the spear and, uh, and he rolls through i mean i i just can't see unless the shoulder is unless somehow he's really misdiagnosed or i mean but like rosh said i mean if you go back and watch that match with brock and Brock matches take take the toll on the body. I just can't see how in four weeks' time he will be able to go at Mania, or they should even risk it. You know, again, it's not like again, you know, two Mondays ago, yeah, I'm saying you absolutely got to have Bobby Lashley because for all the reasons I said a few minutes ago. But now with all the other things that have cropped up that might be happening at Mania, I think if you can get by not having Bobby, let him rest, have him ready for summertime. So I'm not even. I'm not even going to. Mike, I don't even have an, an opponent for him. Don't know. I, I'm more interested actually, Mike. Who is Brock's opponent at MSG on March fifth? If Lashley can't go, mm. well, I was going to say for Lashley, if if it turns out he is fine and he's ready to go, I don't almost say Seth Rollins just because Seth kind of caused that injury in the chamber, so you kind of have a little built-in storyline there. So unless Seth is wrestling Cody, I think uh, Seth is Cody's opponent. That's what I think too, but yeah, he's not. Uh, it's it's so hard to fantasy book because there's so many unknown variables going into this that it's it's hard to say who goes where. Um, I think you could match Lashley up with anyone and it'd be fine. But yeah, I, I, assuming Cody's not there, then I think the guy is is Seth. Um, Ron Taylor in the chat says, "Is Big E dead in the water? Naomi deserves her wrestling match." Raj, that I'll send that one to you. Her WrestleMania match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big E kind of is. I almost can see him being the replacement for Lashley if uh, at MSG, if, you know, assuming Lashley can't make it. Um, yeah, it sucks. It's just like, uh, you know, it's funny because you heard all those reports that, you know, before Roman got COVID, uh, the plan was for like Seth and Big E to be one of the world title matches at WrestleMania. And the other, you know, obviously Brock versus Roman was always planned or planned for a long time. So it just sucks to see how far he's fallen and not really given a chance, you know, like once he lost the title, he just kind of was losing and never got any shine back. So he was just kind of left for dead right off the bat. So Brock at MSG, I mean, like you want him, you want an opponent that can help sell tickets. Right. And this is the, they don't normally promote a non-televised house show. Like, I don't think it's going to be on Peacock or anything. It's a non-televised house show, but I always wonder, like, you know, if you don't have Lashley, you know, if you don't go a big E route, like you have, I mean, do you, I mean, look, whatever, my, whatever match Brock has, it's going to be quick anyway. It's not, you know, Brock can't do anything long. Do you do just like a Brock versus Austin Theory because he just catapulted Austin Theory off the Elimination Chamber? Um, the theory is going to lose, but again, it's not on TV, and at least it'll have, at least it'd be something that Theory can do for the next week. Or I mean, he wasn't on Raw tonight. I'm guessing maybe to sell both that F5 and maybe for travel reasons, they gave him the night off, but. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of who the hell could you put Brock against? You need a heel to put him against. So Yeah, and as far as moving tickets, like a match that moves tickets, there's really nobody that they have on the roster unless you throw like Edge in there or uh, maybe Randy Orton. Uh, and even that, I don't I don't think it would. So Yeah, unless it's a unless it's someone like a Cody or someone 
spicy, it's going to feel like, well, yeah, Brock's going to beat them because they're not going to take the title off him for no reason. Uh, so if it's not going to be someone you really feel like is going to win, then it doesn't really matter who it is. Yeah, what if- they wouldn't do Cody because he pretty much would have to lose. You're not going to beat him this early, like right right off the bat. What if Paul? What if what if Paul Heyman temporarily offered his services to Austin Theory for this match? So it got so it got Heyman on Raw for the next few weeks leading up to that, and and added something to the marquee of. Well, yeah, it would it would be just next week because it's that following Saturday. I... I, again, I don't, I don't think that moves tickets, but no. you can do it. What then if it's own boss? What's that? What if it's own boss? It's not, it's not, it's not going to be aired, so him losing isn't necessarily going to affect him. But it'd also be a big match to sell a ticket to. Yeah, almost. Uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. I don't know if Brock can. I don't know if he, I mean he probably could actually. He's so freakishly strong that he can yeah. probably. Move Omos. Omos he's still pretty green, though. I mean, you, I, I would actually be more nervous of Omos doing some offense to Brock and risking hurt. You know, you, you can't risk Brock before. I don't know. I don't think you need to worry about risking hurting Brock. I think Brock. I think maybe, the other maybe, way. maybe Veer finally comes. <laughs> there you go. Uh, sexy pheasant has a question for us. It's if a friend gets you manscaped as a present, aren't they accusing you of having hairy balls? Do you want someone like that as a friend? Well, sexy pheasant, no. I think the best friends are going to tell you. Plus, there's so much more to manscape than just hairy testicles. There's lots of other products you can use to help out. Plus, yeah. sexy pheasant, your friend that you give this to, your friend could already have a very, a very good, they could already be doing a very good job manscaping. But you're giving them better tools to further protect. It's kind of like you could have a, a neighbor or a friend who has an immaculate yard, but the grass still is going to have to be cut in due time. So you're just giving them a, a, a better lawnmower to then continue to make an immaculate yard. So that's that's all it is. You, you can have a friend who's immaculate manscaping down there, and you're just giving them better tools. So there, there is no awkwardness. This is just you supplying better tools, better lifestyle uh, for your friend. Mm-hmm. King Rail asks, why isn't Dominic in NXT? His mic skills suck. I didn't think they were that bad personally, but um, clearly I thought it was he's... pretty bad. <laughs> Tonight, I thought it was really bad. Because well, uh, his father's not in NXT. And so that's, I, I, mean, think that's, I think that's a big part of Ray being the current contract he's at with WWE is he wants to get his, I son, mean, the, he wants to get his son the rub and catapult his career. Yeah. So uh, Brian Barry in the chat says, I would love to see Big E and Priest go at it at Mania. I'm sure they could have a good match. I don't, that seems like it's crossing the pond, but, or not pond, but, you know, brand. So that doesn't, I don't know if that would work, but. Yeah, I could see, I'd like to see Priest and Austin Theory and Austin Theory winning the title and, and Priest turns heel, you know, after, whether it's Raw the next night or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the pre I and mean, look if they're doing world title versus world title, this this time period right now is a huge opportunity if they want to seize it for the U.S. and IC titles for them to elevate them and get them to where they could, you know, main event some Raw or SmackDowns, main event some premium live events. Um, I mean, and I think to the credit, U.S. title has had some. You know, Priest has been besides the Jekyll and Hyde stuff taking some steps back that we agree. Prior to that, the last thirteen months, outside of Brock Roman, if you know the top guys like that. Uh, Priest has had the best bookings. He's he's won more than he's lost uh, by by far by like you know probably nine to one ratio. Um, so I mean this is a chance for that and you know let let Priest do more of what like John Cena did with that U.S. title like elevate it make it seem like a big deal and 
I, I'd like to see them do that. So I think I think if Priest does go to Mania as champion, his match needs to be important. Well, as we get into Raw, I do want to say real quick thanks to everyone who's in the chat, whether you're Trevor or Bernie or Ethan or Tim or Gregory or T-Dome 2K or Oz. Thanks so much for joining us live and everyone else who's in the chat whose name isn't currently on my screen. Uh, but also thank you to everyone who's listening on the show afterwards. If you could please leave us a five-star review with a nice little comment would be nice as well. I love to read those. But also like, comment, share, subscribe, tell your friends about it. It's how we grow the show. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Say ya. I think say ya as well. I'm supposed to say it. But Lashley beats Brock night one. Lashley forces himself in night two, making it a three-way Brock pins Lashley, becoming unified champ. Roman remains unpinned. No, they're not going to change Roman versus Brock, and I don't think they should anyway. Um, Hell no. No. You do Lashley later. I mean, again, Lashley's probably out until what's four months from now? Uh, June, uh, June. June, July. So, you know, you could do Lesnar versus Lashley at SummerSlam. Maybe Lashley. Yeah, maybe Lashley's back on for Money in the Bank. Yeah. yeah, wins Money in the Bank and then calls a shot for uh, SummerSlam. Well, he doesn't need to win Money in the Bank. You already have a story built in. He never lost the title. He never was in the match where he lost the title. So yeah. Um, yeah. he's got a built-in reason. I, I would not. I would give the Money in the Bank uh, winner to to someone that can get elevated. And Lashley doesn't really need it. It does feel like Austin Theory is a uh, Money in the Bank kind of guy. I could see yeah. him with with that title. But let's talk about Raw. Why don't we? Uh, Brock comes out, and we, we kind of touched on this, but Brock comes out, Paul Heyman comes out. They go back and forth for a little bit. They say the title will be defended on March 5th in Madison Square Garden. And, of course, Brock says he's going to be at SmackDown as well. Justin, I want to ask you, why did so many people hate Brock for so long, and now they just love him? And I'm not talking about just, like, his alliances, but, like, there was online people were like, get rid of this guy. We don't want him in WWE anymore. But now people just love Brock. Lesnar. Uh, well, yeah, I, which I've never understood the people that hate on Brock Lesnar. I, I, I get like there some some people depending on what they want out of the wrestling. They don't like a guy who's not there every week, who's not there every month, even um, can have a world title shot whenever he wants, and who doesn't work long matches. You know, they they want longer matches, they want consistency, they want dues being paid. But it's like you you have to really just. I mean, and that's I guess you know if you like what you like, but the guy just draws money, and he again I, generational. It gets thrown around too much, but I think he is the definition of generational. Once Brock finally decides to be done, and who knows how long he can go for? He's he's a freaking he's a he's an android. He could probably wrestle to his fifty, maybe beyond, at the kind of pace that he does. Once he's gone, people are going to look back and really even more so than they are starting now appreciate like he's one of the last great spectacles of a, just a, of a machine who dominated you know MMA, dominated pro wrestling, was the draw that he is. I think people are warming up to him now because he's having fun. He's smiling, so he doesn't seem like. The guy that shows up just does this, doesn't say anything. He has another, he has a manager doing promos, and he's making all kinds of money. He's showing up a little bit more regularly now. He's talking. He, we, it kind of feels like we're seeing the real side of him. Like we're we're, we're seeing a little bit more of him, and that's always going to connect with an audience. So Brock looks like he's living his best life. I never thought that I would enjoy seeing his non wrestling segments where he, Paul Heyman's not talking for him. But here we are. Brock is doing is doing his own talking, and I get excited when I hear his music. And then now the next thing I go after I hear his music is I can't wait to see what he's wearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this yeah. is one and this is one of the baddest MFers walking the planet, and he's making that a part of the hook to see him. And, but but I know it's not like him 
trying to be ridiculous. It's just kind of him leaning into, like you said, on Pat McAfee show. He's a cowboy. He's a farm boy. He's just wearing things that is, is true to his lifestyle. So things are clicking with Brock on all uh, on, on all cylinders, which is crazy to say because it was you know, over seven years ago where he broke the streak and Suplex City was born a few months later. I didn't think that it could get any higher than that for Brock. And again, here we are. I have a feeling Brock doesn't understand that he has a thing where we are excited to see what he wears. I think that's just what he wears to the <laughs> arena. And he, he, he doesn't even realize that's part of the act. That's just what he's wearing. Uh, yeah. But Raj, it, it was like a, it was like a Christmas sweater. That he had yeah. <laughs> Christmas sweater and a cowboy hat. And it works. It works for him. You know, it, it, he's yeah. awesome. And I thought his promo was great. What was that like? And, and he, when he talks, he sounds unlike everyone else. Uh, in the company outside of maybe Roman Reigns um, who, who just don't sound natural. There are so many mm -hmm. promos that just don't sound natural. They feel scripted. Brock feels like he's saying what he thinks. And even like that line where, what did he tell Paul? He was like, yeah, you can, I know you're a dick or something like that. <laughs> and you know, that's like, but I still appreciate how much of it. <laughs> <laughs> just such a great line. And, and the way he says it, it's just so natural that it, it's just, it's just awesome. Brock, you know, he's having fun. He's he's talked more uh, just this year in the ring than he has his entire WWE run before that. I mean, and by his WWE run, I mean when he came back after the UFC. So uh, he's just a different character. And, and his when that guitar, you know, when the guitar hits for his entrance music, that's the closest thing to the glass shattering with Stone Cold you know, mm -hmm. uh, that we have. It's just like you hear that and you just pop to your feet. And yeah. still to this day, even though he's been around for so long. And Jack, I think I think some of it too with Brock is obviously he has all the credentials of what he's done. You know, MMA world, pro wrestling world, beating the streak, done all the you know, have a title, plays have been ten time world champion, whatever. But I think also he it's, it speaks to the culture because like you know most talents don't have the the forever get out of jail free card, right? I mean we're mm -hmm. talking Roman Cena, Taker, Brock in terms of. I guess Taker's not active anymore, but in terms of like guys that can still be active, like you know, so Bro so Brock can show Brock can say whatever he wants to say, however he wants to do it, and and be natural, which is what we always hear is the is the problem with promos a lot of times is guys and girls are being somebody else is trying to write for them and it doesn't sound natural, it sounds too redundant. Brock can be himself, and and what is Vince going? Vince is going, you know, Brock is too much of a money train, short of going out there and dropping a huge FCC violation. Um, Vince is not going to get rid of Brock Lesnar, so it's like, it's, and so it's kind of a cultural thing that like Brock just has this freedom, and oh by the way, he also can back it up, and credential wise, like it's not, it's not like, you know, somebody who never wins going out there and just having creative freedom. So it's just a perfect storm. Again, that's why I say we're going to miss Brock when he's gone, but I think people are finally warming up to him because he's he's being more himself and likable. Yeah. Well, it's good after 20 years of dominating that people are finally warming up to him. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brian Cyrus in the chat asks, who shows up first, Cody or Veer? Raj, serious question. Who shows up first, Cody or Veer? Who knows? Maybe they both show up for the same night, the night after WrestleMania. <laughs> it's Cody. tough to say, man. Poor, poor v That would be so sad if he debuted the day Cody Rhodes shows up. Like, <laughs> talk about like you build up this whole thing and you're overshadowed. That's unfair. That's unfair. I, I really thought tonight would have been the night, you know, just coming off an elimination chamber. That's usually when, at least in the past, that's when, when WWE would show vignettes for someone. They'd usually debut them the night after a pay-per-view. Um, 
so yeah, I thought tonight would be the night. You know, we just talked about uh, the Madison Square Garden opponent. Could and, and Paul Heyman could Paul Heyman borrow Veer for a few weeks to have him crush people on Raw and then have him be the Madison Square Garden guy, get beat, and then well, like Rasha, there's only one week. There's only one oh, more yeah. Raw. Yeah, uh, it's just next week. Yeah. yeah. No, never mind then. Uh, <laughs> Mike D in the chat says Vader Bigelow Nasty Boys 2022 Hall of Fame. I, I think everyone's already in the Hall of Fame, so I uh, I'm always bad at these things. But uh, it sounds like it's going to be just Undertaker. But I it should, I mean, it, also... should it should just be Undertaker. Well, they they did say he's headlining it, which would suggest that there's going to be others. And and the the time they have uh, allotted for it is 90 minutes. So I'm guessing it's not going to be a full class like they do each year, where there's like five people. Maybe there's like two others, and then Taker. Uh, I wonder if Michelle McCool, you know, since she's Mm-hmm. Uh, married to him uh and you know you could do someone like vader um you know so, or bigelow someone that has passed because it sounds bad but you're not going to get the long speeches i don't know yeah um so yeah yeah um zachary in the chat says always love brock love him more now because he is legitimately happy and this character he's doing is not a character he's enjoying it and so are we yeah i think maybe that's part of it too is that i it feels like he's here because he wants to be here and we're starting to go oh he actually loves pro wrestling this is cool but again i don't know I've well, yeah, and, and, and you know what just one quick one more thing on brock before we move on i think um you know i know he's not going to he's you know, again he, he's open and honest about what he is and what he likes to do him doing that Pat McAfee show, obviously unadvertised. You know, it just it wasn't like there was it wasn't like a big countdown that he was doing this. It kind of just kind of came out of nowhere. If he called it live, great, and then afterwards the archive circulated. Him picking his spots, doing a few things like that in a setting where it's unfiltered, so he can cuss and say whatever he wants, and he can be himself, but also with somebody he's comfortable with, like Pat and, and Pat's co-hosts. If he picks and chooses doing things like that, I think that helps PR wise too. Because again. People who think if, if Brock never speaks, if, if 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 he never does media, again the internet comes up with their own narrative. Oh, he's a guy who he he will only show up from. He hates pro wrestling. He's only going to show up if you pay him a lot. When in fact, if you talk to anybody who's ever worked with him, you know, like like they all say that no, Brock's really good. He likes what he does. He's good at this. He just knows what his value is, so he's going to get paid before he does it. Um, but he does appreciate the art of working and and what have you. I think if I think if he can drop a few of these kind of appearances like he did on Pat's show, and maybe it's just Pat's show. Maybe he just shows up to Pat's show three times a year. I think that helps PR-wise because people, again, get to see him, get to hear him, get to laugh with him. Again, it makes him more likable. I, I think they there was a missed opportunity there. I felt like they should have shown some clips from that uh, you know, on Raw just because it yeah. it's just enhances his character. It's, you know, it's... You're it, right. It, it's, a, it's a way that a lot of fans, even though you're seeing a more jovial Brock now... It's still the stuff on Pat McAfee is still a different Brock. So, yeah. And it's a, uh, it's win win because he's being interviewed by another WWE guy and it fills up part of your three hour show. Absolutely. Uh, did he, did, did Brock ever go on back when Austin, back when there was the WWE network before Peacock? Did Brock ever go on Austin's sit down interview format? He, he did once. He did. Yeah. Uh, Callie Robertson in the chat says, I'm not a Brock fan, but I'm enjoying the happy Brock. That is always good when you can be like, hey, I'm not a fan of someone, but this is this is working. I always think that's a good, good, healthy sign of being a pro wrestling fan. Uh, King Rail also says Veer will show up and win the Andre Battle Royal. I can see that. 
they do it. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, or Omas or Omas. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as we continue on, we did get a quick backstage segment with Rollins and Kevin Owens with uh, Kevin Patrick just sort of moseying up to him and talking to him, asking him questions. Uh, they're asking about what they're going to do for WrestleMania. The re- the reason I bring this part up as opposed to just going straight to the uh, the tag team match later is, again, KO's reiterating he hates Dallas. Now, Justin, I want to ask you this. Throughout the show, they teased a lot of stuff that didn't happen. Could this be just a red herring for Stone Cold? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think, I think there's something, too. I think it's – I immediately wrote down, it was interesting that this was the next thing we saw after Brock as we see Rollins and KO. And the entire theme is that these two guys don't have potentially don't have a path to mania. They don't have a path to mania. They don't have an opponent. They don't have a storyline. And and for my opinion, you know, obviously KO is rumored with Austin. And I think again, Cody or uh, yeah, that's the 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 top choice for a Cody match if Cody comes in before mania. So I just kind of find it that that I think this is yeah. He doesn't like and he doesn't like Texas and whatever. no, I think this is all very much on purpose. I think this was, you know, WWE has really been front-loading Raw. They've the Raw more and more uh, as time goes on gets booked like Saturday night's main event. They put a lot of the big stuff right up front. You know, the first hour has the most view, highest viewership, and, and then it drops as time goes on. You know, main event they still try to give you a main event, but you know, I, I think that there's a reason this was put up where it was. It was to immediately make sure that you know who Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens are and where their mindsets are because they're going to be involved in two marquee matches at Mania. Is it? Are are you a little surprised that they haven't mentioned Austin yet? Because if it's for ticket sales, and and right now it's looking like they're at over fifty thousand for each night, which you know when you think about, it, on one hand, there's already sold a hundred thousand tickets over a weekend, which in in a normal year that's a record already, you know, uh, to sell that many tickets for one weekend. They still got a ways to go. Um, I think the configuration right now is for 60, but they can always obviously increase that if if it bumps up. But it seems like you'd almost want to get Austin sooner than later to, to you know, be another jolt in those ticket sales. And and I, with with KO and Rollins teaming up in two weeks, that would suggest it's at least not happening for two more weeks. Right. And that's what kind of that that's what kind of shocked me about the main event is like, all right, so now you're telling me not until Monday, March seventh, and that's when we're gonna have this triple threat tag team match. Not until at least then could you know, uh, but maybe maybe there's a strategy to the maybe there's a, a method to the madness of okay, um, you know now okay now now if you're a potential WrestleMania attendee, you know that it's going to be Brock versus Roman title title. Let's let that marinate for this week and see what moves this week. And oh by the way, we announced the Undertaker's going to the Hall of Fame. Let's see if that affects you know. Maybe it's just a measurement and say, okay, in two more weeks, we'll we'll throw. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you, Raj, but I, I guess they just kind of figure they're going to. And then I wonder again if 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 the Austin Kevin Owens thing is a thing, and even if the Cody, even if I'm my, I'm right, if Cody and Seth Rollins a thing, you're right. You're waiting two more weeks. I mean, surely you're not going to burn both Austin and a Cody Rhodes on the same episode of Raw, right? Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it, is it possible? that they're doing this because Stone Cold hasn't signed the dotted line yet. I'll toss this to Raj just by this question or just by this statement. They're, you know, in the wrestling rumor world, when there's, when there's, when there's the the kind of smoke there is about this Austin rumor, there's fire. This has gone, this, this has gotten out for a reason is my belief. WWE would have been put the kibosh on it 
Yeah. You know, and, and they would have reached out to, you know, I reached out to WWE when the story first came out, just seeing their statement and stuff like that. And if it wasn't real, they would be quick to either tell me, and it, I can say in this case, off the record or on the record, they didn't say anything. And when they do that, that's pretty good indication that it's true and it's happening. Mm. That, means, that means they like they, they like this the speculation and the fantasy booking that's going on. Mm, interesting. Well, we continue on with Street Profits versus Alpha Academy, and this is a repeat match and uh, kind of a bummer because it was also a non-title match that is weird to have a team that just lost a non-title tag team match. The tag team champions have another non-title tag team match. Uh, but it was worth it to hear Otis say, I hate all of you at one point. Um, but the biggest disappointment to me, Raj, is that Gable has a 4.0, and I didn't use that as a transition to manscaping. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um yeah I, I don't have much to say about this match again it just it's been done there were three repeat matches tonight and i, I get why they did bianca and Dewdrop. you know repeat as far as matches that they've done pr- fairly recently and that that's just mm-hmm. way too many for me again you take this raw make it t- you, you take out an hour if you were to edit out an hour it's a really good show um mm-hmm. but yeah this was one of the things where i just you know thinking about other stuff and just in case you forgot uh, otis is like a tree trunk yeah. is he now hmm. <laughs> uh was impressive montez got him up by the way but not enough so uh we'll just move on to i think something that's a little more buzzworthy tomaso champa shows up and is teaming with a returning finn balor to take on the dirty dogs Justin, I like this match because i don't think the dirty dog dirty dogs losing hurts them at this point because that's kind of what we're used to seeing but we also get finn balor getting a win we get champa getting on monday night raw getting a win well i mean not the most maybe not the most exciting prospect but it, it was a positive direction was it not uh yeah i mean you know a good for champa and finn um you know the the ziggler rude thing I, I just i'm sorry and, and dirty I, dogs yeah i just i can't like and, and ziggler ziggler's awesome He's a great worker. He's a great seller. He's the longevity. I mean, he's, I think he's probably the longest tenured full time, like legit full time guy that they have. He's been around for so long. He's done his, he's done his work, but I just, the dirty dogs don't excite me. So, yeah. Well, well Raj, I want to, let me, let me position this match to you this way. If you had never watched NXT before, did Champa impress you tonight? Oh, yeah. Champa is always impressive. I, I, I'm kind of with Justin on this. Just, um, you know, because there are so few tag teams and they just wrestle each other over and over, everyone's kind of 50-50. So it's hard to get excited for almost any tag team except for RK Bro. Uh, you know, outside of that, everyone's just 50-50. And I, I, I would have rather seen them face someone else, but really there is no one else. So, it, you know, it, for this, but this match was good for, for what it was and Ciampa looked great. And yeah, the match itself was, was good uh, just on itself, but. Is Champa coming to Raw? Is it? It feels like this is a tease for him to eventually move up. That's what I think. Um, we will see. But what yeah. we saw right after this was Miz TV, and he says that um, no one can do it like him, and he's not wrong. But uh, he he's got a partner who's a star, and everyone's gonna love him. The Mysterios come out. They're like, "Who could it be? Who's this dashing person?" And it's Logan Paul. Raj, I'm going to double back to you on this one. Did he, did Miss teasing Cody hurt the, I guess the surprise that it's 
Logan Paul and not Cody? It wasn't like there was a big response when he said dashing. I think it was yeah. an, enough that only, you know, the hardcores got it, you know, because yeah. that, that dashing gimmick was is really old. I mean, that's what, 12, 13 years ago, I think. Yeah. 2011. Yeah, yeah it's OK. Yeah. 11 years. So. Uh, so no, and, and as soon as he said it, I'm like, he's trolling, you know, and, yeah. and you know, we, we knew it was going to be Logan Paul, but, um, yeah, Logan Paul, you know, he's a, he plays a great heel mm-hmm. and, uh, the mistake they've had in the past with him is they try to have him in baby, you know, like a, in baby face seg- or acting like a baby face in segments. So, so he was much more in his element here and, you know, it, it gets, it gets a little buzz. So. Yeah, like like Russia, the dashing is a deep cut. So it, odds are, if you're a fan who somebody says the word da- dashing has not been spoken uh, on WTV for over a decade. So if you're a fan who, when you hear him say dashing, and you immediately go to an Easter egg of Cody, chances are you're that much of a fan and you're that in tune. You probably already heard the rumor that it was going to be Logan Paul, anyways, and you know that Cody's not going to be coming in on attack. You know, like you you're already smartened up enough. Um, if he would have said, you know, my partner, he's an executive vice president. And, you know, and, and <laughs> yeah. that would have been like, oh, my God, it's him. Right. Uh, an elite executive. Yeah. Or elite. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He would have said anything like any of those buzzwords. But um, no, and Logan Paul. Yeah. I mean, Raj is right. Put him in a heel role. That's where he's going to thrive. Uh, I, I he does nothing for me. I'm not in his. But I, I kind of like the Bad Bunny thing. I completely respect and acknowledge the social media numbers he has, the following, the, the the views, the the you know whatever, and you know I know it's kind of goofy. He's a one of those people that's famous for being famous. Like it, it, it's yeah, it's one right. of those weird things in this day and age. But it it's the reality. Imagine. It's the world we live in. It's that the, 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 this is the kind of guy who's going to reach a lot of people. And, and a tweet about hey, I'm on WrestleMania fighting in a match on Peacock, in which a lot of people have Peacock uh, at least. So. That it will move them. It's just like Bad Bunny. Yeah. I, I don't get it, but I understand it's not necessarily for me. I'm already watching WrestleMania. He's there to get uh, a new 18 year old to watch Mania. Yeah, I think that's what WrestleMania always is: is trying to bring in people that don't normally watch or, or laps fans and things like that. So you know, again, it's not an important match. It's just you know something to uh, just something to get a little media pub. And I think it's actually a perfect pairing because Logan Paul. Now I, I I'm, I'm with you, Justin. I don't like wa- I don't watch his stuff, but from what I understand, he is a like a YouTube celebrity, which I think is this generation's version of being a reality star. So I feel like him and Miz actually would be kind of buddies. They would they are two peas in a pod, I would assume. So I think it, it actually makes sense to have them team up. And I don't think Dominic was that bad on the mic. I mean, I wouldn't give him a 20 minute promo to open up the show. But I wasn't like, oh, this is rough. I don't know. Just me. Just Who me. is the one that fought Floyd? Was that that was Jake Paul, right? Jake, Jake Paul is Jake. Yeah. Is he, Jake Paul's the more famous of the two, right? Well, if I again, I'm not a Paul family yeah. expert, so chat room can correct me if I understand it right. Though they're, they're both pretty famous in terms of their following. Jake's a lot more controversial. He's done a lot more. Like, I'm not surprised that like WWE's going out of the two of them. WWE's going to Logan because Logan seems to be a little bit more like, like stuff in his. If if you vet, if you're gonna vet both of them, like Jake's had some stuff you don't want to be attached to. Is what I've understood. Oh, oh, they're saying Logan fought Floyd. Was Logan? Hang on. Now, now I'm confused. Oh, wow. Now I have my yeah. Jake Paul, Paul fought the MMA guys. Let's see here. Well, I mean, if you got a guy that fought. 
Floyd Mayweather. And he didn't get knocked out, but there was some controversy over that because Floyd looked like he could have finished him and and didn't. Isn't there always controversy in boxing? Anyways, let's get back to pro wrestling. (laughs) Yeah, chat chat room. You're going to have to uh, smarten us up on the Paul. I I thought I had that right, though. Jake is the more controversial, though. Like, he's got more... More bad PR in his or skeletons in the closet. Yeah, I'm a, I'm aware of him, but I don't really know the ins hey, and outs. You know what thing I, I forgot to mention at the top of the show? This was the 1500th episode of Raw, and they didn't do anything special. They didn't make it a special themed episode. The last time when they did Raw 1000, they you know they filled it up with you know legends and cameos, and that show did six million viewers. I have no idea why they didn't hype up tonight as the 1500th episode, especially coming off of two weeks on sci-fi, pop up that rating, get some celebrities on the show. It would have been a great time to have Austin and then leading to the WrestleMania angle. I just, I have no idea. And Trevor Snook is asking, did they even mention it on commentary? I don't know them saying it. I think just on their social media. Yeah. I was going to mention it. I actually put it in my notes and I forgot to say it myself, but I think that um, my, if I'm reading the tea leaves, I think that there are um, they want to be more like sports, and you know, like the NFL doesn't say this is the 1500th game we've played or anything like that. I think they just, I think on there, on there, and there's like, yeah, we just do this every single week. It's not, it's not special. At this, I, that's what I'm assuming, but, but I don't but, know. But to counter that, that's that's kind of what WWE's always tout is. They love the fact that there is no off season. They're not like sports. There is no off season. So that's they, they they touted a thousand episodes. I was there in St. Louis, and Roger Wright. That was a huge deal with 2012. They everybody except for Austin. Austin, I think, actually had a little bit of a maybe an internal strife with them. Everybody but Austin was there, and that was a huge show. And then I was at they, when they celebrated 25 years of Raw in January of 18. I was there in the Manhattan Center. They they love to tout their longevity in television. So it is kind of surprising when you're on the road to Mania and you're, and you're trying to sell two nights at Dallas in six weeks from now. And oh, by the way, if you do have Austin coming back out and all this, you know, like it is kind of surprising they didn't try to make this a bigger deal to market. Because when they do and they market around it, they up, they jack the ticket prices up, people buy it. Uh, You know, I again, I was sitting second row in the Manhattan Center on a custom chair. It's over here. I'm not even going to reveal how much that cost, but I wanted to be there because I wanted to say that I got to go to a Raw in a Manhattan Center. So they hooked me. So to Roger's point, I am very shocked on Rodomania, they did not tout. 1500 at all other than social media and on social media they're talking about the biggest returns so then you're thinking oh it's gonna be a big return (laughs) nothing for the record i would have i would have promoted i'm just thinking maybe that's their angle but i agree with i agree with you justin i just think maybe that's what they were trying to do and and, you know uh, to that point the last year they did that legends night when they were in the thunderdome and that show was the most watched episode of raw since like the post WrestleMania show the year before, there's been nothing that has beaten that since, even since fans have come back. So the, these special themed shows work. Um, so I have no idea why they wouldn't do, have done that. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez in the chat says, I had no idea Dom was 25 with the way they book him. He's like a little kid out there with the dialogue they give him. Can't see him as a main eventer. Well, I was saying you turn, you know, <laughs> you turn him heel have him feud with Ray and give him a badass mask and a change his presentation. Cause yeah, right now it's hard with how he's been presented in this current incarnation to, to picture him as a main eventer, but give him an evil looking mask and, and do some stuff with him. I think he can turn it around and maybe they're just waiting for him to get more reps before they do something like that. It'll be fascinating to see his career after Ray steps away 
and what happens with him. Uh, Callie Robertson in the chat says, Jake fought Floyd. Okay, let's look this up. Uh, we don't want to. Uh, and while you're doing that, just for people who want to make sure we complete everything, there was a quick Alpha Academy segment and Veer segment that I don't think really mattered much. But uh, why you Thank you. It was Logan Paul. Sorry, Logan. Sally. It was Logan Paul. <clears throat> um, no, there you go. So uh, Rhea Ripley takes on Nikki A.S.H. And Nikki throughout said she is a superhero. So I don't know why we're still calling her A.S.H. at this point. But it doesn't really matter. Uh, Nikki is uh, beaten fairly quickly by Rhea Ripley for, I think, like the 10th time at this point. Um, Justin, what's next for either of these two? I, don't, I mean, I, I feel like the Nikki gimmick has kind of gone its court. I don't know where else to go from here. Um, you know, Rhea's one, we, we've talked about it. She gets, she, last couple of years, Road to Mania is kind of her time to shine. She's been, she, she ends up getting featured in Mania pretty prominently these last couple of years. Um, even though I think we all agree, I, I don't, I can't imagine what conversations, if any, she's had with Vince and what connection or bond they have as, colleagues or employee and employer i don't know what you do i, I just and neither uh, the nikki again the nikki things run its course and Rhea just doesn't i don't i don't feel like anybody cares i don't i just don't think it's there and uh, she has a unique look she's got a good size that stands out for the women's division so i mean those are all tools that are valuable but i just think you, you hear that music and she's doing her thing and she's I, but i don't Nobody cares. So I don't know where you go from here. I think there needs to probably be a little bit of a reset with her. I just feel like there's a lot more. I feel like Dana Brooks more interesting than Rhea Ripley. I feel like what Dana's doing with Reggie is more interesting than what Rhea Ripley's been doing with Nikki. So take that for what it for what it's worth. I don't want to say this too much, but Rhea Ripley could use a heel turn. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah, it's like the third person I've said that before. But she could. She needs a she needs a fresh uh, coat of paint. So I think that would do it for her. Well, it seems like they're starting to rack up some wins for her, but I don't, as we're building towards mania, I don't know what she would do at mania. That would really, like, it's like bad timing to be heating up. I think without yeah. having a clear path to WrestleMania. I mean, um, unless I, they have something in their pocket, like Oscar returning Oscar versus Rhea Ripley could be great. Um, but yeah. yeah. Um, well, Franny T in the chat says, wouldn't a raw 30 years carry more weight than raw 1500 isn't 30 year raw next year anyways it next is. year's a long time away though in pro wrestling yeah absolutely it's a it's and really if you're doing because raw when did raw premiere did it premiere in january january of 93 january 93 um so yeah so it'd be less than a year but do them both i mean again you could you have a a big WrestleMania coming up and you want as many people watching your show to go buy tickets. So I'd say do them both. I also don't think WWE kind of to what I said about Veer. I don't think WWE says, well, we've got something we can do next year. I think they're like, if we can do it, let's do it now. Uh, they don't seem like they're the kind of company that says, well, let's just hold off on this for a little bit and we'll save that. Uh, so it means more down the road. Especially uh, because Raw 1000 was such a big hit, and and also Raw, yeah, Raw 25 was a huge hit as well. But yeah, um, I, I think you guys probably talked about this already uh, because it's been shown a few times now. But I just want—I gotta say—the Undertaker promo that I said this on Twitter. They could show this every show now till Mania. I love it every time. I think I've I, I've watched it like five times now, and every time I'm like, this is incredible. 
Undertaker's great. I don't know if there's anything you guys want to add to that. I just love that promo so much. One of my favorite videos that they've ever done. I, I put it like the My Way promo for WrestleMania 17, uh, the Eddie Memorial uh, promo video package that they did that was to Johnny Cash's Hurt, which always gets me. And and this, I mean, it's one of the greatest things. They've, it's such an awesome video that I've seen it three times now, and every time I'm I'm watching the whole thing. I'm not turning away. Yeah, yeah, and it's a long video. It's four, relatively speaking, it's four yeah. minutes and change. Um, yeah, it, it's really good. They they did a great job. It pretty much, you know, chronologically goes through the timeline of his career and his evolution of the characters. Um, obviously, it makes sense that when you get to the American Badass, that you go with the Kid Rock song "American Badass." But how great of a seamless transition that you know American yeah. Badass was. Kid Rock was sampling Metallica's "Sad but True," so right. Great, and and then when the way they timed the lyrics of "Sad but True" up, it really kind of fit and made sense to the Taker to the all to all the other Taker era. So it was like a it was a great it just it was artistically a great piece of video editing, um, which that's always a strength that would be has. So yeah, it's a really really good, which you'd hope you know this is Taker's one of the biggest guys ever to go in the Hall of Fame. You'd hope they'd bust out their best efforts for a Hall of Fame induction video. Yeah, yeah and I'm surprised you didn't mention how they spliced in Limp Biscuit. You know his uh, his. The, right? Well, you, well, they didn't in the music. All you you saw uh, Taker uh, bro hug Fred Durst in the ring. He didn't. Was it only? Oh yeah, they it was only American Badass. They I didn't think. use Roland. Oh, all, they yeah. didn't use Roland at all. Yeah. Right? Because remember, because they were able to seamlessly. Because again, American Badass is the, is to the same drums and riff as right. Sad True. So it was so I, cool how they spliced it together. I totally pop for when it goes into the kid rock i was like oh like it shows us data that's so cool and then they go back so so cool it was seamless too the way they went back to it and and before and i I joked on uh the podcast the other night uh, that i need to put sad but true back on my workout list but i'm actually going to yeah it's just (laughs) that that whole album by metallica yeah and just yeah it's the black album the Mm -hmm. the transition of like from when he debuted and now like it really sets the stage. like well, this guy's been going for so long. I was thinking, I want to ask you guys this at what point in his career, did we start looking at him as a living legend? Because I feel like he wrestled as a living legend longer than he was just a regular wrestler. You know what I mean? Like if I like by like 2001 ish, he was becoming this like more than just like he was a legend. And then he went another 20 years. I, I, I love Taker. So I mean, but I actually don't think that he got into that status until probably like eleven years ago. Like, and I referenced this earlier in the show. I think the first time that he actually took a long sabbatical uh, off, like like when he came back in February of twenty eleven, it was the remember it was a it was the creepy promos that people actually speculated it might have been Sting. You know, they were drawing comparisons. It was Sting, Starcade type of video. Taker comes out, and then as soon as he gets in the ring. Triple H interrupted me. Now, Triple H had been, and this is the first time that Triple H really kind of departed from being a full-time wrestler and had disappeared for a while. I think at that point, that to me is when it kind of felt like, okay, now we're at this point where Taker comes back and, and he maybe he just works one match a year. Because prior to that, Taker was working Sean, but and, but they were building to it. And then he's working Edge for tight. Like He was kind of part of a storyline year-round. You know, This is where I think it got to the point of where the streak was the you know the streak and all you know because I'm in oh one I was there at Mania in oh one Mania seventeen with the My Way and like he fought Triple H, but it was it was it was kind of middle of the card essentially, you know mm-hmm. they they were names but it was bare, it was middle of the card relatively speaking to Rock Austin and to the TLC 
Uh, I don't think it was until we got to like 2010, 2011. It's like, all right, this guy's he can wrestle once a year and we understand the impact of it. Yeah, where he, he reached like the Hogan level. Yeah. 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 Uh, I do think the Sean matches, the Sean WrestleMania matches were the ones that really took that streak to the next level. And and I think the second Sean and Taker match headlined this show, right? It was the last match. And I I don't think the first one was or were they both? I'm, I'm forgetting. I think um, you're right. I think yeah, I, the, the first one is deemed as the better one, mm-hmm. if I remember right. But the but the the second one is the last one, and it's it's obviously it's Sean's last well before Saudi Arabia. It's Sean's last match. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember the first one not being the the last one. Thinking, oh, good luck to whoever. Like, I can't, I can't yeah. remember. I can't remember that main event, but I remember thinking, jeez, that sucks. That follow that. Yeah, what was that? That was WrestleMania twenty five, I think. Right, twenty five. Yeah. Oh, so was that was that Goldberg? Uh, no, that Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg was twenty. Goldberg 20. and Lesnar. I'm terrible at remembering the 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 the, the like what the main of okay. Here you go. So here's here here's the final here's the final three matches: Undertaker defeating Shawn Michaels, John Cena defeating Big Show and Edge. Oh, jeez. For for the World Heavyweight so the WCW belt. And then the last match was Triple H defeating Randy Orton. Mm. But so, and the, those two other matches, mm. I, I've completely forgotten. I remember the Triple H Randy Orton feud because he threw him out the window. But uh, <laughs> outside of that, I don't remember that match. It's just kind of forgotten. Which no disrespect to those, but I mean, come on that that Taker my, Shawn Michaels match. Come on, like that's yeah. And that's when that, the streak became like almost legendary. Like that that started the the legendary status of that streak and which just lifted Taker as well. Well, speaking of people who have uh are on a legendary streak, Damian Priest is our US champion and uh he he faces Shelton Benjamin in a quick one after the match says he wants a world champion caliber contender and the crowd booed him for it for some reason. But uh then Finn Balor comes out. Finn Pulling double duty. We're getting Finn Balor versus Damian Priest next week. Justin Labar, Damian Priest is your guy. Is is he going to lose the title right before Mania? I don't think he is. I think he's going to go to Mania as champion. Uh, what he does there, we'll see. I didn't. I, I'm. I'm. This whole segment was confusing to me. You know, you have uh, Priest out there as the champion. He's up against the hurt. He's up against Shelton Benjamin. Shelton, you know, he Shelton is getting a little bit of. The, you know, he's from South Carolina. He doesn't get a lot of raw TV matches, so this is kind of a big deal. The crowd's popping for him, but yet he and Cedric are still working his heels. They're doing outside interference. They're, they're you know ref distractions. So Priest is positioned as the face, but the crowd's booing him both from the home field advantage of Shelton and because like at, when he gets this fired up Jekyll and High thing, they just don't respond of like yes fire up. They respond as they boo him. We've seen this for a couple weeks now, so I don't know what's going on here. I'm. They're taking steps backwards. Again, Priest was one of the best. He's the best book mid-carder. He's not a top guy. He's the best book mid-carder in the last year up until this recent, you know, Damien or Priest thing. So I don't know what's going on, but I don't think he loses the title to Finn. Um, do, you, do you think um, he loses by DQ and snaps and leads to a rematch? Uh, yeah, Instant maybe. Demon. Maybe. Mania. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, Jack, actually, that's... that's is it Damien as a priest? Is it, is it Demon or is it Finn? Yeah, maybe that's what we do go to. Demon I, versus Damien. Yeah, I, I, I know you just said that was sarcastically, but I can absolutely see that being a reality. So, yeah. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, I'd like to see Austin Theory, but yeah, Finn Balor is the demon. You know, you want to pull out all the stops. So, 
what I, what bo- what bo- sorry real quick what bothers yeah. me about them transitioning priest into a heel it's like he just had a cool factor people were cheering <laughs> him it started with the bad bunny rub which i can't believe that's the sentence i'm saying but that started there and then again they booked him consistently he won all through 2021 and then he won the u.s title it's like oh my god is this, is this actually a throwback to old school is he going to win this mid-card title does that mean he's about a year out from the world title picture so like he was a cool guy he looked cool puerto rican you know bilingual like i just thought like man he's checking a lot of boxes and they they don't sound like they just make new baby faces every single day that the crowd gravitates to he was gravitating to the crowd like the, or the crowd was gravitated to him so I, I feel like they're squandering this i just feel like it's been squandered it was just driving me nuts and you can pinpoint it to when they started the him snapping and i was at survivor series and when he snapped uh i think most people thought it was a heel turn uh on shinsuke and they just they just hated that yeah mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say regarding the demon even regardless what the match is, a WrestleMania demon entrance is going to be cool. But speaking of cool, Damian Priest, like you can't manufacture cool. And he was so cool. And now he's so not cool. When he does the split personality, it's so uncool. Just let him be the cool person. That's... Yeah, it's, it seems very forced. It's very manufactured. It doesn't seem natural. Just I'm surprised they haven't dropped it already, but. I, I wouldn't be shocked if we come to find out, and I hope we don't come to find out the same way we have with Cross with him being released. I wouldn't be shocked if we come to find out that, like, you know, this was not Damien Priest's pitch to creative. Hey, let me do this Damien and Priest thing. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if we come to find out this is Vince or somebody thinking, oh, this is what we need to do. We need to create this layer of character, another layer of character, and come to find that, you know, Priest is not actually in favor of this. He's just trying to make it work. And, I'm sure he hears the same things that we're hearing. Yeah. Uh, Zachary in the chat says, isn't AJ the number one contender for the U.S. belt? AJ just lost last week. Oh, did he? Damian Priest beat him clean. Oh. That's it. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Forgot already. (laughs) Speaking of of hard losses, Reggie calls out Dana Brooke. And um, he gets a... He says he feels bad about winning the title, and so uh, he lets her go for the pin. He kicks out until she kisses him, and that keeps him down for the three count. They fight until the 24-7 crew runs out, and uh, poor Tazawa, he's unlucky in love as well as he doesn't doesn't get the kiss to Mina. Um, Raj, take it away. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought the funniest thing was uh, Reggie having Dana Brooks makeup all over him when this you know, all over his face when the segment was over. That was that was about it. Yeah, yeah, I, it was a lot too. Yeah. I thought before Dana kissed him, I thought maybe Reggie was going to pull like a squints from Sandlot when he got <laughs> yeah. down on the mat. But uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about this. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, let's just move on. And then uh, Bianca Belair uh, comes out and Becky Lynch comes out and they have a little promo. My favorite bit of it was Bianca saying, if you want to play the victim, I'll make you the victim. But Dewdrop comes out, interrupts it. They have a match. We've seen this match before, but personally, I thought it was okay because it made it makes Bianca look strong. She was able to lift up Dewdrop and hit the KOD, which is wildly impressive. Uh Raj, you said that you didn't like that we saw a bunch of rematches. This was a rematch, and I get why you wouldn't be super pumped about it, but it feels like it, it did a good job, right? 
Yeah, I thought the match itself was really good. I think Bianca and Dewdrop, they always have good matches. Um, mm -hmm. and, and they had another one today. I could see why they did it. You give Bianca an impressive win. Uh, and granted, it's been done before. and We've seen her KOD Dewdrop before, but still never gets old. So I, I thought this was good. I thought the, the Becky and Bianca promo was going on too long. You could feel like the crowd kind of... Uh, getting bored you just kind of going quiet you, it sounded like they were piping in crowd noise because you look at the crowd no one's really reacting and then you hear a bunch of boos uh uh you know on tv so i, I you know i i thought i thought it was good but uh um the the promo i felt like should have been a lot shorter yeah the highlight for me is again bianca gets the entire arena on their feet with her show of strength to do that finish to do drop and they credit to Becky and, and 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 the cameras and director called it. Becky had great reactions at the desk to Bianca. So I mean, like Becky just in her reactions and and, and them cutting to them, uh, you know, put over Bianca. So that that's the that's the most I can say about this. Yep. Um, we get Edge after this, and it's a sit down promo that he's been doing since he came back. He uses the words phenomenal and undeniable, kind of leaving an open challenge for. For WrestleMania, Justin, everyone wants to be on the WrestleMania card. If you're Drew Gulak, why aren't you challenging Edge? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I wish, I wish Edge would have gone. You know, I, I want somebody phenomenal. I want somebody. I want this to be undeniable. I want somebody stunning. You know, like yeah. I, just just run the gamut of of of, of rumors right now. All right, just right. Um, yeah, I mean, we kind of touched on it or on it earlier. Anybody who's jumped in since we hit this conversation i mean i think aj is the one that makes the most sense i think and for whatever it matters WWE social uh you know they put out the clip of edge saying this and they bolded and italic uh the word phenomenal as they quoted him so uh, i that, that that to me makes the most sense i think aj versus edge is where to go in terms of you know as you're puzzle piecing these surprises and and, and marking matchups yeah mm -hmm. surprised he didn't say someone who's a, a ring master Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh yeah aj and edge that 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 could steal the weekend so yeah i'm hoping that's what it is yeah i think that'll be a good one uh assuming that's what happens we get to the main event here and it's rk bro versus freaking k owens i don't know what we could do to put their <laughs> names together uh but they have uh i thought this was a great tag team match with some great moments in it um, I, I think all four of these guys could be world champion in six months and it would feel natural and like it fits Uh dominant win though by Owens and Rollins. And they are now in a three-way tag team match uh, for those tag team titles. Um, this, I think Justin, I, I think this is interesting because I could see any one of those teams winning the titles and it changing the trajectory of WrestleMania greatly. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, Kind of a catch-22 because on the one hand, again, as we alluded to earlier, the fact that Rollins and KO win and that they're going to be in this tag team triple threat two weeks from now. So mm -hmm. no new opponents are coming up for them, at least until March 7th. That's weird or maybe just wasted time. But at the same time, the other side of the coin is if Kevin Owens is going to have a WrestleMania match against Stone Cold Steve Austin, and if... Seth Rollins is going to have a WrestleMania match against Cody Rhodes. You don't want them losing right now. So they just had, as you said, a dominant win against RK bro, who's been one of the most over babyface acts. So this falls in line with, you know, Owens and Rollins need to be, they need to be, you know, adding to their bank account right now. They need to be, you know, thrusting themselves up. 
So it's like, so it, it makes sense, but it doesn't. It makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. That's where mm-hmm. I'm at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be RK Bro beating Alpha Academy, and then that way you don't have Owens or, or Rollins, you know, get beat. You know, if you know, kind of going with what Justin said, if um, Austin wasn't coming back, and if Cody wasn't going to be wrestling at WrestleMania, probably the biggest match for Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins would be against RK Bro. You know, like a, a tag match with those two, but. It, it it seems like at least with Austin, he'll be wrestling at Mania. I don't know if Cody will, but it, well, it, for, for all the speculation, if neither Cody or Stone Cold Steve Austin are involved with Mania, if, it, <laughs> if this has all been one giant tease, if this has all been one giant, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't, if I don't Austin know. isn't even there, <laughs> if, if, yeah. if, if we're all like Veer and we're still <laughs> waiting. I don't know, whatever. I'm not gonna say the word. I don't know. Yeah. This, this this could be a huge problem yeah. if that's Farting not. church. Yeah. Well, let's be fair. WWE hasn't said it yet. Like it's yeah. no, that's so it's, it's not official until it's on TV. It's kind of like when everyone got mad the Rock didn't show up at, at Survivor series. Yes. Like the Rock, like WWE never promised the Rock. WWE never promised Stone Cold or Cody. So it would kind of be on us if it doesn't happen. They did uh, keep airing those videos and you know. <laughs> That definitely, you know, during Survivor Series. But my daughters kept saying, thinking he was coming. I was like, nope, he's not coming. No, no, yeah, he, he, they would let us know that he's going to be there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, because even if we get RK Bro versus Rollins and KO, we just saw it. So I don't know if I want to see it on WrestleMania again. But um, I guess that wouldn't stop him. But and then if I, I don't know, this, I think there's just a lot of stuff that could happen with that. So I, I think it's very interesting. But but that does it for us. Like, I, I don't know if there's a lot of stuff we'll talk about from this episode in five years, but I think that this did a lot of good things to get us down this road to WrestleMania. So I call it a good show. I don't know if you guys have any closing thoughts on that or if anyone in the chat wants to let us know any of their closing thoughts on this uh, episode. I, I, I agree. I think it was one of the better Raws in a while. So yeah. I, I, I put it up there. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it feels like one of the last few Raws again before a whole new normal before we have some, again, some landscaping and some business sh- shifting things happen. Yeah. yeah. What do you think is the bigger story? Austin returning or Cody leaving AEW as, and being an executive coming to WWE? Short term, it's Austin. Long term, it's Cody. That's short, a great, great way to phrase it. You yeah. know, short, yeah, short term, 19 years. What is the magic formula? What is the magic number? What is the magic creative pitch? You're telling me that it's it's this amount of zeros and it's Kevin Owens not liking Texans is what gets Stone Cold Steve Austin at 57 years old. Mm-hmm. So short term, it's that. But long term, obviously, it's because Cody's going to be around for longer. And it's the fact that he's so abruptly departing under whatever shaky. You know, we won't know the extent of it for years to come. What actually happened? I think Austin's a bigger deal. Um, in the sense that it's it's gonna you know it's gonna move numbers, but I think Cody's the bigger story. Just mm-hmm. if if that makes sense, just with AEW losing an ex- executive first major departure. Uh, but again, that's something that no one outside of wrestling fans care about. Whereas you know Austin coming back, that's something that's beyond uh, you know our circle of wrestling. Yeah, fans. yeah. Austin helps sell out what's supposed to be this biggest mania ever, two nights in the biggest venue. Um, Cody is a long term for the business because 
it, he's the first established AEW star to jump ship. And oh, by the way, he was an executive. And as we joked, as we said earlier, he was the face. I mean, some people even thought that he had ownership. They had a misperception. I'm saying some people right. like casual fans. So him being him going with the WWE as, as quick as he has, just three years after the launch of AEW, you know, there's other AEW talents that are watching this very closely saying, well, let me see how they treat him. Let me see how much of the boss's ear Cody has. Let's see if Cody acquires other positions besides talent. Does he gain office roles or what have you? And okay, if he does and he has that kind of influence and he and I are cool, well, now when my AEW contract's up, do I think a little bit more about potentially listening to what WWE would have to say? So th- this is big for the business long-term. Yeah, this I think in five years... The in five years looking back, the Cody thing may be massive and have huge repercussions. It may not, you know, but it, it could be big. Where I think Stone Cold today, of course, is the bigger thing. But yeah, I mean, if 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 they push Cody well, and you know MJF's contract comes up next year, and and Cody's talking to MJF and be like, hey man, they'll they'll give you some freedom on the mic, and you make a, a lot more money, and and uh, you can be at WrestleMania, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it's, there could be a ripple effect, but um, we'll see. The difference will always be unless AEW changes that a, the biggest, I think the biggest, one of the biggest attractions AEW has, never mind the creative freedom that they seem to give everybody is the, the, the monthly schedule. Mm-hmm. When you're, when you don't have to work house shows three days a week, when you're, when you don't have to fly to Saudi Arabia, you know, like the fact that you can basically just come and work on a Wednesday potentially. And then, go home and not have to come back to work for another that that's huge and i think that also is going to always play a factor is can AEW remain that versus the machine that WWE insists on being but who knows maybe WWE sells in a year or two and they and whoever they sell to says you know live events non-televised live events just aren't worth it unless it's a a special one at msg let's just let's get to the point where we just do tvs who knows yeah but and, and one more thing i mean the schedule is so much easier than it was in the past now they only have two days of house shows with saturday and sunday um, whereas before you'd have at least three. So, and, and you do get paid more for those house shows. You do get extra pay. So there is a little incentive for that too. I was going to say, if you, that's, I know us wrestling fans, we get invested in the three letters that we're watching, but if you're working, it's a job and someone offers to pay you more money, then you right. go, why wouldn't I make, I mean, obviously if you're Maybe a John Moxley who's a champion over in AEW. You say, well, AEW is pretty sweet. But if you're someone who's in the middle there, if you're a whoever, I don't know, Sammy Guevara, and they're like, by the way, we'll pay you $3 million a year. You go, that's $3 million a year. I'm, I'm not going to pass yeah, that up. And $1 million. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just making up a number. Right, I yeah, yeah. Raj, uh, what have you heard with the merch difference? Because obviously with WWE, we've always known, if WWE sells your shirt for 30 bucks, if you're the talent, Unless you have a special deal like a Cena or somebody, you're getting like I don't know if it's pennies, but you're getting very little of that. But whereas AEW, they've allowed they've allowed their partnership with with their shirts at least to be with Pro Wrestling Tees, to which I think the guys and girls are getting a bigger chunk. So that's a big thing too is, is merch. Right? Yeah, I, I, I should. You know what? I should I should ask about that. Um, I, I have a feeling though, even though you get pennies from wwe you probably sell so many more shirts well yeah no jack you're right you, you have a wider net that's being cast with wwe in the reach but like i still wonder like like dan Housen hasn't took a freaking bump for AEW, but he's in like pro s&t's top five ever just from his that's new true. aw so like 
where's the given? Maybe maybe he's not making quite as much as he would if he was on WWE's landscape, but he hasn't had to go around and bump and he hasn't had to travel and do house shows <laughs> to, true. To, get, to get that shirt to move. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So WWE, the, the talent make uh, $5, I mean 5% off uh, direct merchandise sales at events and 25% of revenue from third-party license sales. So 5% of a merch. So if a sh- so if a shirt's 25 bucks, that's a, bu- a dollar. Yeah. Zachary in the chat says, doubt it will be a full match with Owens and Stone Cold. It will be a segment at Mania. Owens goes out and says Texas sucks. He no. comes out and runs in. You don't sell tickets with that. You don't, yeah. You, uh, Stone Cold, was he did that at the last Mania in Dallas with Sean and Foley with like no, if if you're gonna do this, you have to promote Stone Cold Steve Austin's one night only return match. You know, yeah. If you want to move tickets, just saying he's gonna be there is not enough. Yeah. What if the match is like a literal? He like they ring the bell, maybe a, the Thez press stunner. Yeah, there has to be more. It, it could be a shm- it, it, again. It could go back to the Triple H Sting formula at at thirty one. It could be where people of Austin's generation get involved maybe if he wants that if the creative's all right like you could just just Sean come like whatever you, you could have it be you could smoke and mirror Schmoz fest if others get involved um but you know I, I, I again if Austin's actually going to do this and it's funny his Instagram he's been he's been posting more regularly of his diet and the meals and he's 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 plugging the plugging the meal company and people that he, that, that that's helping him like so it it kind of feels like he's training <laughs> like I feel like if Austin's going to do this and he's I feel like he's going to do it. I'm not saying it's going to be a 20 minute classic, but I kind of feel like he's going to go out there and he's going to, they're going to make it last. Even if it's just punches, kicks, and it's kind of a street fight so they can get out of the ring and not have to be technical. Uh, if he's going to do this, I again, 19 years, I can't see that he's going to come out after 19 years and let it be just a 90 second thing. Right. Plus I think WWE, if they're advertising this and selling tickets on it, they don't want to be it to be a, a quick one minute thing. So yeah. you can stall. You, the crowd's going to be going crazy. I mean, just the stare down alone will probably take a couple minutes, you know. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, I think it'll be a real match. Hmm. Well, I can't wait to see. That's the brilliance of wrestle, the road to WrestleMania. Anything's possible. Uh, but I think that that does it for us. So um, everyone in the chat, make sure to tune in to Wrestling tomorrow for the NXT 2.0 after show. And Wednesday, the Dynamite after show. And of course, the Thursday uh, kind of catch a, catch all show with everything, whether it be pop culture and wrestling. We got and Peacemaker season one this Thursday. Peacemaker season one, the surprise treat of HBO Max this year. And uh, Friday, it is the SmackDown Rampage doubleheader after show. And um, of course, make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. C O M, Wrestling at Wrestling Inc. Com, while uh, Raj and his army of lawyers go try to get the uh, free, the uh, original Twitter handle. But that does it for us. I'm at Real Jack Farmer. He's at Justin Lavar. He's at Raj Geary underscore 303. Um, follow us. Why don't you? That does it for us. We'll, we'll see you guys tomorrow for the NXT after show.